Hello, and welcome to this week's Aging with Grace podcast titled Chiropractic Therapy. I'm D.G. Linton Gridley, founder and CEO of Aging with Grace, a company dedicated to providing home and community-based services to our members. I write and launch these podcasts every week to help people who are growing older. <laughs> and of course, everyone grows older from the time of conception until they pass away. Everyone knows that, but what people don't know is how complicated the last third of our lives are. So hopefully these podcasts will help you or someone you know, because knowledge is power, power to be better and do better. This podcast is the first in a series I will be covering on different therapies. What is the full meaning of therapy? Therapy is a treatment that helps someone feel better, grow stronger, etc., especially after an illness. And according to Merriam-Webster, therapy means therapeutic medical treatment of impairment, injury, disease, or disorder. And therapeutic means of or relating to the treatment of disease or disorders by remedial agents or methods. And that's the end of the definitions. Of course, there are many different therapies out there, and it is difficult to determine which one, which ones are the best for our unique and individual needs. We really can't rely on our doctors, our primary physicians, MD or DO, medical doctor or doctor of osteopathic medicine. That's another podcast, subject for another podcast, to explain all the different medical designations and what they mean to you and why knowing them is important to you. But back to why we can't rely on our doctors to refer us to the appropriate therapies. The first reason is that they don't get paid for referring you. And the second reason is that they aren't really educated about all the different therapies available. And the third reason is because they aren't really sure what will work for you and what won't work. You really have to be your own medical director. Only you know what works and what doesn't. Only you can feel the pain. So let's start with chiropractic therapy. Here is a history of chiropractic therapy just to give you some perspective. This is from acatoday.org, which is the website for the American Chiropractic Association, and it is titled Origins and History of Chiropractic. The word chiropractic comes from the Greek words ker, meaning hand, and praktos, meaning done. In other words, done by hand. Manual healing methods can be traced back to ancient times. However, it was not until the late 19th century that the chiropractic profession in the United States began to take shape. Daniel David Palmer is widely accredited with giving the first chiropractic adjustment in 1895. He also established the first chiropractic school in 1897 in Davenport, Iowa. From that point forward, Palmer and others continued to refine chiropractic manual adjusting techniques as well as study how manual manipulation can relieve pain and improve function. While spinal manipulation continues to be a centerpiece of chiropractic care, modern chiropractors have developed a variety of practice styles featuring different therapies and modalities to address patients' needs. They practice a holistic approach to healthcare that generally excludes drugs or surgery. As the new profession was getting on its feet in the early 20th century, chiropractors began organizing into professional societies. These groups launched efforts to standardize education and support research. 
Today, there are almost 20 chiropractic colleges in the United States accredited by the Council on Chiropractic Education, which was officially recognized in 1974 by the U.S. Department of Education as the accrediting agency for chiropractic schools. In 1996, the U.S. government began funding chiropractic research through the National Institutes for Health, and over the years, the profession has received millions in federal funding for scientific research thanks to robust research programs at several of the colleges. Chiropractic is a regulated healthcare profession in the United States and has been for more than 100 years. Before being granted a license to practice, Doctors of Chiropractic, DCs is the acronym, must meet stringent educational and competency standards set forth by the National Board of Chiropractic Examiners and individual states. Kansas was the first state to license chiropractic in 1913. Today, all 50 U.S. states, the District of Columbia, all U.S. territories, and more than 40 countries worldwide license chiropractors. With an increasing body of research supporting its approach, the chiropractic profession has over time become integrated into many healthcare systems, hospitals, and public and private health and managed care plans. Spinal manipulation was first introduced in Medicare in 1972, and efforts continue to expand the services that chiropractors can provide to Medicare beneficiaries, and two years later, in 1974, chiropractic care became a benefit in the Federal Employee Health Benefits Program. Chiropractic is also a benefit in most state workers' compensation programs. Non-drug pain relief has been especially important to active-duty members of the military, as well as veterans, many of whom experience chronic muscular skeletal pain as a result of their service. Congress passed legislation in 1993 to include chiropractic in the U.S. Department of Defense healthcare system. Today, chiropractic services are available to active-duty personnel at more than 60 military bases in the United States, Germany, and Japan. Legislation to include chiropractic in the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs healthcare system was passed in 1999. Chiropractic is now available at 70 major VA medical facilities in the United States. In addition, in 2014, the VA launched a chiropractic residency program, the first of its kind in the country, where chiropractors train alongside their medical counterparts at VA medical systems around the country. The residency is a full-time, one-year program in, in integrated clinical practice emphasizing the delivery of chiropractic care in hospitals and other integrated healthcare settings. In recent years, the epidemic of opioid overuse has promoted many respected health organizations to recommend the use of non-drug approaches for pain relief as a first line of defense, potentially helping patients to reduce or avoid the need for prescription pain medications. Notably, the American College of Physicians, the ACP, updated its guideline for the treatment of acute and chronic low back pain in 2017 to recommend first using non-invasive, non-drug treatments, including spinal manipulation, before resorting to drug therapies. A host of other organizations have since endorsed ACP's guideline 
or issued similar recommendations. The chiropractic profession continues to grow and evolve. There are more than 70,000 chiropractors licensed today in the United States, practicing in solo practices, multidisciplinary clinics, and major hospital systems. It is estimated that more than 35 million people visit a chiropractor each year, and that is the end of the article on the history of chiropractic therapy. But now let me share with you my history with chiropractic therapy. I had an uncle, my grandmother's younger brother, who became a chiropractor way before chiropractic care was accepted as a legitimate form of therapy. I can't remember why he became a chiropractor. I remember getting adjusted by him at about eight years old. When I was eight years old, let's see, that would have been 1964. He was visiting my great-grandmother on a Sunday at the same time I was visiting. My grandmother and great-grandmother lived side by side in a duplex. He always brought his portable adjusting table and gave my great-grandmother an adjustment when he came to visit. I trusted him as a little girl because my great-grandmother trusted him, but it was a little scary when he popped my neck. (laughs) He literally twisted my head in a quick motion and I heard my neck crack, but it didn't hurt, so I thought it was all in fun. I had several more adjustments through the years if I happened to be visiting my grandmother when Uncle Gerald was there with his chiropractic adjustment table, and it never hurt. My last memory of getting an adjustment with Uncle Gerald was at his clinic in French Lick, Indiana. As a young single woman, I was in between years of college and working at a summer job in French Lick Springs Resort Hotel while living with my grandmother. I can't remember why I decided to visit him. I remember being surprised when he told me during the adjustment that my liver was not good. He told me I should not drink so many carbonated drinks. (laughs) Little did he know that I rarely drank soda pop or any carbonated drinks except beer. (laughs) I also drank wine and other mixed drinks. (laughs) It was a wake-up alarm for me, though, and I made a decision to stop drinking so much. It also gave credibility to chiropractic therapy in my mind because he was able to determine that my liver was not healthy during an adjustment. I didn't visit a chiropractor again, however, until I was 33 years old and in extreme pain because when I was 24, I had a bad car accident. It had just begun to snow and I slid off the road when I tried to brake for a light turning red. I slid into a ravine and I hit hard enough to break my nose and pop the skin on my cheek open to the bone. The emergency room didn't do anything for my neck at the time. But at age 33 or so, I can't remember exactly, I was helping remodel my house and I picked up a piece of plywood and turned sideways. My neck started hurting all the time after that to the point that I couldn't sleep. I made an appointment with our local chiropractor. I lived in a small town, and he was an older man, and I trusted him for that reason and because he had practiced in that small town a long time. He took x-rays, and I liked that too. He fixed my neck in just one visit. As I recall, he wanted me to keep coming back, but my insurance would not pay for it. My neck didn't bother me again until several years later when it hurt so badly again that I couldn't sleep. I think I was 50 at that time. And again, I went to see a chiropractor, and again, he fixed it in one visit. And again, he wanted me to come back for more adjustments, but I didn't want to spend the money. And again, my neck felt great for many years until last year when I was 66 years old. I had a bike wreck and my neck started hurting again. A woman in one of my networking groups was from a chiropractic clinic called Revive, so I thought I would try them out. 
they were interesting because they had a system in place so they could crank out adjustments and educate clients like an assembly line, very efficient. And like all the other chiropractors that I had visited, they wanted to sign me up for months of weekly treatments. I thought I would give it a go to see if it made a big difference in my health, but I only went weekly for about six weeks because the clinic was a half-hour drive and the adjustment and recommended stretching, etc., took an hour. My neck felt better, and I just couldn't afford to spend that much time on something that wasn't a sure thing. Chiropractic care is not a substitute for exercise, and I always make that a priority. There just aren't enough hours in the day for everything. So I stopped going to Revive for chiropractic therapy. But then my neck started started bothering me again just a few months ago, and Revive had opened a new clinic near to me, a 15-minute drive rather than a half hour. I've been going weekly and and bi-weekly for two months now. My neck is better, but my shoulder still hurts. The chiropractic clinic staff gave me some exercises to do for my shoulder. I made an appointment with an orthopedist to ask about my shoulder because I might have a rotator cuff, might have rotator cuff damage, and exercises might not be good for my shoulder in that case. I know my shoulder feels better when I don't use it at all. So, to be continued next week about my shoulder. <laughs> I'll probably be doing a podcast about physical therapy next week. <laughs> but my neck feels great. I think the bottom line is that we are each unique and we don't know what we need and what works and what doesn't work until we try it for ourselves. Our bodies are so complicated and multiplied by the complexities of our environments and multiplied by our life histories. And oh my goodness, it is no wonder we can't rely on our primary care doctors to fix us. I recommend trying chiropractic therapy for nerve pain especially pain originating in the neck or spine. To be honest with you, I'm not convinced that weekly adjustments are beneficial, at least in my case. And just like any service provider, some chiropractors are better than others. If you seek chiropractic therapy, just know that you should shop around and read reviews and go see them in person before committing. You have to really trust the chiropractor or the adjustments won't work. You have to really relax as you are lying on the adjustment table which is not an easy task, even for me who grew up with a chiropractor uncle. I mean, there you are on the adjustment table and you feel, I mean, one is completely vulnerable on that adjustment table. The chiropractor is a stranger and he or she has to touch you. He or she is going to move your bones in your neck and spine and or spine. Scary. Doing your homework is critical to successful chiropractic therapy. I like the chiropractic philosophy and believe the same way they do, that our bodies are capable of self-healing and the best thing we can do for our bodies is to clear the path for healing. I like the posters and signs at the chiropractic clinic about eating well and exercising and promoting other healthy habits. I especially like the fact that they want to eliminate pain without using drugs. I also like the upbeat staff and the music that they play. It reminds me of the Aging with Grace Fountain of Youth Clubhouse. Of course, the clubhouse is for people who want to design a plan in case of a health emergency. And attendance at the clubhouse can prevent a health emergency from happening in the first place because we take daily vitals there and we exercise twice a day there and we also eat nutritious food. If someone does have a health emergency, we can help them. We also help people with dementia and chronic diseases. Combined with our at-home health and health services, 
We will help our members live in their private home as long as they like, rather than be forced to move into a senior living community. Please come join us. And now I'm wishing you a week of making happy memories. Thank you again for joining us for this week's Aging with Grace podcast. And with that, I'm saying bye for now. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the last episode. For more information, please go to agingwithgraceinfo.org. That's agingwithgraceinfo.org. Thank you. The Health Club for Seniors is your kind of place. So come and join us and age with grace.